is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, we invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. You see the stories, the news items that are listed there on the front page of the website. All of those were put there by listeners like you. You can submit anything you want from across the Internet, and then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like your submission. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive with us. Uh, so, much to discuss here this evening. Your calls are certainly the primary element if you make them. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. News out of the movement. Uh, an update I meant to give you last night, but uh, just didn't get to it. Uh, Pete Eyre from libertyontour.com. We've had Pete on the show a number of times in the past. He's a great activist. He is uh, kind of made a name for himself in the movement uh, by getting involved in uh, various different organizations, but most recently doing Liberty on Tour, where he and uh, and his business partner, Ademo, uh, travel around the country and meet up with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people and also do outreach uh, to other folks that maybe have never heard the ideas of, uh, of liberty before. So uh, they've done that. They've traveled around the country a couple of times. And now Pete is here in Keene, New Hampshire, as is a demo. Uh, they're here for the foreseeable future, at least. Maybe they'll go on another tour later on this year. That's yet to be ironed out. But in the meantime, Pete was arrested several weeks ago at a in a court hearing uh, for a demo, actually. He was at this court hearing for uh, – excuse me, no, I have it backwards. Pete was arrested at a hearing for a couple of other activists that were on, I guess, trial that day. And he walked into the courtroom with his hat on. It was cold. It was, I think, negative 20 out that day yeah. when I walked to court. And Pete uh, sits down, and I guess he didn't really think anything of it, and all of a sudden a bailiff starts shouting at him to uh, to take his hat off, and Pete didn't really understand why this uh, this would be. Uh, What's all the fuss? Yeah, it's it's his hat, and nobody was uh, nobody was seemed to be offended by it except for the bailiff. Uh, shortly thereafter, uh, after the bailiff attempted to grab his hat, uh, Pete pointed out that that's his property, and that's basically assault, uh, is what the bailiff just did to him. Then the police prosecutor, who is also a police officer, turns around at that point and basically grabs Pete and throws him to the floor. Uh, Pete was then carried out after another uh, police officer put his knee on his head uh, as though he needed to keep him down because he was some sort of violent person. Pete was being completely peaceful, right. being I, very I'd, passive. I'd like to, to, to you know, just to, to take the steps here and how quickly they occurred. The guy's like, take your hat off! And then before Pete really has a chance to do anything, the guy grabs for his hat. Pete, yeah. you know, he's a young guy, he's spry, he, he kind of dodges out of the way and says, hey, ho, hold on, buddy. And uh, the, the cop tackles him and throws him to the ground. That's how it went. There yeah. wasn't, you know, sir, please take your hat off. Sir, excuse me, sir, please take your hat off. Or you're going to have to leave if you don't take your hat off or anything like that. It was just, all right, that's it. You're out of here. And then, bang, you're, you're under arrest. So they charged him with disorderly conduct, and then they charged him with resisting arrest because he did not assist in his arresting or kidnapping process. He went limp. They had to carry him out. And... He was scheduled for a trial on that matter after being held in jail for a number of days, considering he was not uh, cooperating with them, giving them uh, any sort of name or address information. Uh, He eventually did get out after uh, deciding to go ahead and do that after several days um, and was awaiting trial on these matters for the summertime. I think it was scheduled for 
Actually, I think it was the day after Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival in, in late June. Uh, he was going to be on trial, but he Justice was, at a terrible swift sword. He was out earlier this week doing some outreach at that very same courthouse, uh, letting people know they do not have to take the plea bargain and that it would be a good idea to not take the plea bargain so as to load up the court case or the court system with a bunch of cases. And so as he was doing that outreach, the city's prosecutor walks in. This is a different – this is not the cop. This is – they've got like a lawyer guy that they have. So they have two prosecutors. One is the cop prosecutor. The other one is a lawyer kind of prosecutor. Anyway, so the lawyer prosecutor walks in and uh, informs Pete that they're dropping the charges. So this is a little unusual that uh, that they would drop – what it's are pretty really, serious charges? It's not really that unusual for around here, is it? I mean, they get, to see a misdemeanor charges dropped, yeah, I would say that's pretty unusual. I mean, yeah, they've dropped parking tickets and things like that, Mark. But I mean, these are these are misdemeanors. I don't know if they were. I think they were Class A misdemeanors, as a matter of fact, which meant that he could have gotten a jury trial uh, on those. Well, that's exactly so, the reason why they weren't going to do it. So yeah, they have dropped those, and so Pete is free and clear now, as far um, as uh, Keenan. If New the Hampshire's. judge had been in there in the the courtroom, he could have given him contempt of court. Could have yes, point, that would have been disastrous. Yeah, because, it's important to point that out that when he was arrested for the hat, the man in the robe was not in the courtroom. It right, was just so, simply the bailiffs and the police that did that to him. So it's really interesting. You know what makes the court the court? I have yet to figure it out. Is the court the guy, the robe? The room. It's an idea. Is it the the bar? The, the the you know the 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 wood banister there? I don't know. It's it's like a religious idea, Mark. It's I mean, but it, it, at it's least not with the thing. religious idea, you know, if you touch the ark of the covenant, you, you, <laughs> your, your skin you know burnt, sets, catches yeah. fire or whatever. Well, you know, at one time wearing hats was sort of a ritual for men. You, you take your hat off, you tip your hat to a lady, you know. It was sort of a ritual that men did in the old days. But nowadays, t- t- for a man to take his hat off is sort of just a subjugation ritual. It's just mm-hmm. show who's boss. That's all it ever and, was, Wayne, uh, because the taking off of your hat included a bow that you're uh, you're bearing your neck to the other guy, which is a, a showing that you are the vassal of the, the Lord that is in front of mm-hmm. you. You're willing to have him cut your head off. You're that... You're showing that level of fidelity to that person. So wow. it's always been an issue of subjugation. Right. And it's very subtle, though, because you know, Mark, in sales is that you want your potential prospective customer to do something. You want to get them to do something very small before you get them to sign on the dotted line. Right. Increasing so, yeses. Yes. So in a way, it's the same thing. It's it, Taking off the hat is just the first act of obedience. It's a very subtle one, but it, it shows who's boss. And since men have t- higher testosterone, they're probably a little more likely to cause trouble in a courtroom. That's th- that you start things off on that foot. And maybe it's they feel it's easier to control the uh, the crowd. Yeah, and, and of course, but uh, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't care about hats at all. This is uh, mm-hmm. just a sort of an arbitrary thing they do. So it's interesting, though, right? These people call themselves public servants. How many people would hire a public servant to berate them over wearing a hat? How, how many people's servants would be hired for that purpose? If you were to hire a servant, would you want them to berate I, you I over your, who would your, want that. your chosen style of dress? Would you want them to tackle you and uh, put their knee on your head while you're on the ground? Because that's what happened to Pete. So, as I said, all the charges dropped in that particular case. Now, Pete is still facing charges in Massachusetts uh, on the wiretapping situation. That's scheduled for trial. Meaning that this he was summer. videotaping in a uh, in, in public a, place. Yeah, public place, which is uh, a jail, you know, the police station poli- area. It was a prison lobby, actually. Okay, the, the lobby of the jail, um, yeah. that that kind of thing. After he'd been told that he could. So, correct. Well, a lot of times when there were protests at, at a big national event like the president's there, and they say, oh, you have to go over to this this uh, protest zone or whatever they call them, uh, and people say no and they get arrested, the, char- the charges are always drop. It's just the aggravation you have to go through. In this case, 
whoever was prosecuting the case realized it was they had no case. But right. look, look at all the aggravation he had to go through getting slammed on the ground. He was in jail for several days. I mean, it was yeah. horrible. And so that really brings me to the next question, Wayne, is, is will something be done about this? I mean, because a lot of people have critiqued the activism up here uh, over the years by saying, well, you guys have had all these horrible things done to you by the government. Why haven't you struck back? Why haven't you, you know, sued them, basically, to get some sort of restitution for the freedom that they took away from you? And I'm not opposed to the idea, the concept of that. Uh, but I think that the reason it hasn't happened is, is at least twofold. Uh, on one point, I think that people generally don't know their way around the court system. It's, I certainly don't. I it's mean, labyrinthine. I, it's confusing. I've tried my best with uh, Jurisdictionary.com, but I'll tell you, I, I feel like uh, generally I'm only going to use that as a uh, defense. And most people here haven't bothered to uh, borrow my copy. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's distasteful to try to learn about their system. And it's, it's it, frustrating it and it's, it's difficult. And so I think that's a factor. And I think on the other hand that uh, some people just, you know, they don't want to go to court. They're, they're not interested in spending their time doing these things. They're not interested in, in spending their time in court or, or dealing with the system. And they want to minimize their interactions with it as much as possible. And and then for me, it's kind of like, well, you know, I I don't want to. I mean, I guess it really it wouldn't be aggression. It would be trying to get restitution. But mm. it's still something feels icky about it to me. At and, the very least, though, you've exposed these people as tyrants and, and violent. That's true. But I wonder if there's going to be a lawyer who will step forward to maybe try to take this case. Because it's so obvious that they did wrong. They hurt Pete. They used excessive force. Got out of videotape. And it was clearly a wrongful arrest because they've dropped the charges. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The, the GPS, GPS Black, Black Box, Box Dash, Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the program, you can just click and download. They're there, right there on the front page of the website. And uh, you get the last week's worth there. And then if you click into the archive section... That'll actually take you all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free for you at freetalklive.com, and it's brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can dot anything over there at HostGator.com. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than 4,500 templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.freetalklive.com host you. If you use that portal that we've created for you, hostgator.freetalklive.com, not only will you get the 99.9% uptime guarantee, the 45-day money-back guarantee, the 24-7 technical support, but you also get your first month completely free. Hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number here to the phone calls. We go to Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, when the aggressive government folks in New Hampshire, if 
you know, if they attack us, it just it, it draws more attention to us and makes us more the center of the liberty movement. And uh, there was another attack yesterday on uh, February 22nd that was even more egregious than the one against Pete. What happened? I, th- I think I know what you're talking about, but I, in fact, I had I, I believe I had this on my list of things to talk about. Is it the uh, the arrest of the cameraman? Yes, one of my students, Bill Alman, um, who films a lot of state house hearings, was arrested for uh, recording police when they pulled him over. Hmm. Now that's not as egregious as what comes next. He was charged with a felony for allegedly wiretap. They call it wiretapping. And the uh, the uh, traffic stop happened, I think, almost a year ago. It was it was last year. Um, so let me see if I follow they, this here. You're saying that they arrested him yesterday for something that they claim he did last year. Yeah, months ago. Um, and this was. And they didn't do they didn't do anything to arrest him at the time. He he called porcupine411.com from his cell phone to report that he was being pulled over, which is extremely routine in New Hampshire circles. And apparently the the phone must have picked up the voice of a police officer saying, but, you know, whatever the police officer was saying. Mm-hmm. So that's what they've arrested him for, uh, charged him with a felony. Where did they, um, where, um, how did the arrest go down? Was he at home or was he in his car? How did they get him? Do we know? I'm confused about that. It sounds like they may have just had him come down to the station or something like that. Oh, boy. That's never a good idea. This but is one this of the is, things that this, think... this, this particular police uh, organization, the Weir New Hampshire Police uh, Group, they are particularly known uh, for, for being corrupt. Uh, allegations have been thrown around about drug dealing uh, cops, cocaine dealing cops. The, they have been known to harass uh, local business owners uh, in the area and threaten them with shutting down their business. There was a time at which they actually called someone to their location with the uh, express suggestion that they were going to be able to get, get their car that they had impounded and then proceeded to arrest that person. So they're a very, very uh, sneaky group of cops well, and they're very you, nasty. They, 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 all that is true, but I think what they've just done is they've cemented the law going through that says that uh, you know they're, they're debating this right now in uh, the New Hampshire State House as to whether or not to you know make th- make this law that says that you can film any government worker in the you know while they're doing their yeah, but they're duty. saying it wasn't filming it was uh, the fact that he recorded the audio oh, from the audio his cell too. phone it's got the audios in that in that bill too okay almost all cameras record audio so the two are one and the same in a sense but but basically this is I think the third arrest they've made in about a year of people for trying to record them uh, they arrested two other free staters for roughly the same thing. Their mm-hmm. charges were dropped, uh, either dropped or heavily reduced. Um, and um, so it's just a pattern of behavior that is breaking out in where. Um, but it's spelled W E A R E. And if you if you go to I think there's a I think there's a site called Free. Well, if you go to freeconcord.org, yep. uh, then you can you can find there what's going on and find some action items. Yeah, they actually linked the uh, the audio file that he apparently recorded of the police, uh, or I guess, excuse me, no, it was a porcupine four one one call that he left that his wife left yesterday when he was, uh, I guess, being arrested. So we'll certainly keep our listeners up to date on this as we learn more. Uh, Bill is uh, the biker Bill is as he's commonly known, really nice guy. 
He is one of the more prolific videographers in the movement. It seems like, Dave, they're really doing their best, uh, the state government people and the local government people, to arrest as many videographers as possible. I mean, you've been arrested for recording video in the Keene District Court. Uh, Sam Dodson was arrested for recording video in the Keene District Court lobby. We're talking about the Keene District Court lobby. Uh, Bill's been arrested uh, for recording, I guess, an audio conversation. They're really going after the, uh, the media, aren't they? The independent media, aren't they? And I do want to stress, though, that Bill's the situation against Bill is much more egregious. <clears throat> what they've done to Bill is much more egregious than what they've done to any of us. Why do, why do uh, you say that? Well, again, first of all, they're charging him with a felony, uh, which they shouldn't be doing. They're using the wiretapping statute, which they shouldn't be doing. Uh, and he wasn't even on you know, what they could consider their turf. At least in my case, I announced in advance where I was going to be. I planned to get arrested if necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they gave me a chance to stop, and I went I went forward with it just because it was you know supposed to be textbook civil disobedience. All he was doing was driving, and I think the pullover itself was a uh, was a harassment. I don't think he had done anything wrong while he was driving. So uh, this is just them trying to come after someone who lives in their town and who uh, they just don't like what they think. Apparently, yeah, that's oh, right. There's something. There's one other factor, and that is that uh, the arrest did not happen until after Bill showed up at the hearing for House Bill 145 regarding the rights of videographers. Oh, how interesting. How coincidental. How harassment. Maybe, maybe not. So this is what you're talking about, Mark. There's this bill in front of the uh, New Hampshire State Legislature which will specifically allow all kinds of recording of... of, uh, Now, it's just police officers, not all government bureaucrats, right? I thought it was all of them. Do you know, Dave? Have you heard about that? I don't know. I don't know if if it's just police officers or bureaucrats in general. Well, I would hope it's bureaucrats in general because I still intend to record in any other go- any government bureaucrat I uh, damn well feel like recording. And I don't imagine Bill is going to be uh, taking a plea bargain on this. If he's like any of the other activists that have been arrested in these cases, he will stand firm and refuse to uh, to take the plea bargain. As of yet, no one who has been charged with this wiretapping statute has actually been successfully prosecuted. As you pointed out, Dave, there were a couple of other activists who were charged with the same statute whose charges were dropped as they refused they were- to take plea bargain. Yeah, they were charged by the same police department, and I'm sure they went through the same court system. Mm-hmm. So unless the unless the police have sort of you know worked out a deal with these prosecutors that hey if we bring a case you know like this you'll say you'll let it go go through right you know unless they've made some kind of a deal like that they just it seems like they've just sort of stepped in it well they've no, got to they have it Dave, be more, because like Obi Wan Kenobi there's got to be more than what meets the eye here there's well, something behind the scenes here that we don't know about yet so here's here's what the deal is as it would seem to me is that this is a felony they've charged him with. And what's what's going to happen to them if they charge somebody with a felony and it gets dropped? Nothing. So they charge him with a felony. He gets a high bond. It's either going to cost him a bunch of money or he's going to have to sit in jail for months on end. He's been released, so he's not been... No uh, bond? I don't know if there was a bond. It's, that's not made clear at freeconquer. Uh, I think it's .org. Yeah, freeconquer.org. Yeah, freeconquer.org. Dave, thank you uh, for the call tonight. Appreciate the heads up on that, and uh, certainly we'll do our best to keep you in the loops of what's going on here. Uh, 800-259-9231. They're trying to shut down the independent media. And This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at ovaltineusa.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The wiki's there with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. To get you to it, that's wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you take prescription medications on a regular basis? Are you getting those meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off. These are name brand medications, generics, whichever you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com, click become a member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way, and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Doesn't matter if it's Viagra, Cialis, Boniva, Amplify, Lipitor, Nexium, or Zetia. Meds.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. As we uh, continue here, we will, of course, take your phone calls about anything you want. Let's talk to Vince, listening in Indiana. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. Hello, Mark and Ian and Wayne. Hey, Vince. Hey. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind tonight, Vince? I got a question for you. Yes, sir. I, I don't agree with what's going on in Wisconsin, you know, about collective bargaining and that being a fact of law for many, many years, but uh, I want to ask you about privatization that the Republicans do, who pay these companies millions and millions of dollars, and then they end up reducing their workload, you know, down to where they're nothing doing, you know, because I think, you know, we can point to the things like, you know, the welfare system, you know, where they privatized a lot of that. Have they? I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what they've done in New Hampshire. I know in Indiana they have. How, how do they privatize the welfare system? How does that work? Well, they set up a deal with uh, uh, IBM, and they did their food stamps and their TANF programs. IBM has so, a food stamp program? Wait, let me see if I can clarify, if I can clarify here. You're saying that IBM handles the, like, the printing of the stamps? Uh, no, but the, it's the, the application and the, you know, the actual monitoring of the program itself, hmm. whether people are qualified or not qualified. Okay, but the money for the program comes from the government? Is it basically? comes from the government to them. I mean, I think that's, you know, just as much... I think if IBM wanted to do that on a private, you know, say provide food assistance, yeah, that'd be great. If the people or absolutely, yeah, if they do that on their own, that'd be fantastic. Generally, privatization is what you're talking about, where the government people will pick one of their favorite buddies in uh, the corporate world, and they will, you know, essentially contract out some of the government's work to them, creating. It's, it's still another, a, another monopoly. Right. It's still mm-hmm. the, the government's monopoly on violence. It's just that they're now granting a portion of their business, so to speak, to one of their subsidiaries, their corporate uh, buddies. And I fully disagree with the, with the idea of having a violent monopoly in whatever the form. So it's basically just changing the form and the structure of the, uh, the violent monopoly. You could argue that uh, in some cases the private industry will do better, or in most cases the private industry will do better than the government at administering whatever the government's program is. However, when it doesn't, uh, there are some instances where they will fail. Uh, when it doesn't, it always gives the p- proponents of the state evidence to point to to say, ah, see? Privatization doesn't work. Market failure. That's right. Even though it's not the market, it's uh, it's a monopoly. It's a sweetheart deal with uh, you know with, with cronyism, and the problem with that is you don't have real competition. Vince, any other thoughts? No, I was just uh, the gentleman just talked. Dwight is your name? Wayne. That's Wayne. Wayne. 
or Wayne. Okay, because I, I called in on your Sunday program. Yes. And I think it was Meg and somebody else. But we talked about uh, one issue, and this is a different subject, but uh, it involved the uh, patient's rights in nursing homes. And this lady that had fallen, well, she had a part of her package that she didn't want to be treated by blacks. Oh, God. Oh, geez. And this black lady who was a CNA came up. And she had to go get another person. And what happened was the CNA sued, and it went back to a court case, an administrative law hearing in Chicago, Illinois. And that issue, because they said the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals said that people could not utilize race. And I wanted to, you know, get your opinion on that. Thank you, Vince, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I think that uh, as despicable as it is, people should be free to... Uh, to discriminate in whatever way they feel. However, that also means that the uh, the nursing home can discriminate too. So if this woman's coming to the nursing home saying, I want you to take care of me, but I only want uh, non-blacks to do it, then the nursing home can say, well, Sorry. I guess we don't need your business. Exactly. That's what I had said when he had called about that. If, if I were if I owned a nursing home and somebody wanted in their contract that they, they wouldn't be touched by black people, I'd say, adios. Yep. Obviously, whoever owned that nursing home wanted her money. Let's continue here. Take your uh, thoughts and calls about whatever you want. George is listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, George. No, my name is not George. My name is Jorge. Jorge. Hey, man. Yes, how are you? Uh, Mark's not there. I did not hear his voice. I'm here. Mark is here. Jorge. It has been a long time. Now, Jorge, for those who don't know, is a long-time listener. He's been... uh, Long-time, long-time. Probably like uh, 2003 or 2004. You were a listener back during our local days, and we were on a little AM station, a little 500-watt AM station. Yeah, I'm still still here in Sarasota. You guys have moved away, but I am still here. But we're back. Um, You know that, right? Oh, I mean... I listen to you on the, the podcast. I don't know oh. how to listen to my radio box, uh, so I did not know that you're back we, on that radio box. We are back on but, the radio box, uh, WSRQ. Yeah, that's great. You guys, I'm very proud of you guys. Yeah. That you've done so well, because I really took love seven your years. show, still. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? It only took seven years, he says. I guess it was a little, yeah. Little, no, not quite that long, but getting there. It was but close to seven never. years. So what's up, Jorge? I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was a big radio station that I remember, but... Yeah, whatever. So, so what's on your mind tonight, dude? What's, what are you calling about? Well, I just wanted to call in and let you know that I... Well, the, the main thing is that I want to start calling again because I've been listening on the podcast, and you guys have some really uh, funny callers, and I just want to kind of compete with them a little bit. Um, <laughs> like the, the one caller, the sun lady, what is her name? Sunfest. Sun, <laughs> sun sun but she's not a joke. She's, she's she's real. Like she's, oh, I, know, I know she's real. She's crazy. I mean, I, Oh, I'm not a joke either. She's I don't different. Know what they, what <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, well, this is not a joke, and this is for real. I, I know I have some connections. I know some people that are higher up, and they actually have a message for her. Um, if I could use this as a platform She's to She's probably listening. I mean, we've had it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm not going to reveal my connections, but they, I mean, you know, you know that I do have connections. But anyway, the the message to her was, you are not crazy, okay? We are planning to blow up the sun, and uh, <laughs> it's probably going to happen in the next half an hour or so. So what, keep an eye out for that. You what, are not crazy. What planet are the these message. people from? I'm not giving away uh, my any resources or anything like that. That's just what they wanted me to tell her, so that's what I did. 
I appreciate you delivering that message, uh, Jorge. I don't know. Maybe she'll call in with a response. Isn't the sun one big explosion already? Yeah. Yes. I suppose so. Yes. Shut your mouth. I'm just telling. I'm just giving the message. I'm giving the message. Shut your mouth. Jorge, thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate it. Nice to hear from you. And anybody listening down in uh, the Sarasota area can now listen to us again. Uh, WSRQ is airing our program six nights a week from 8 to 10. Uh, They're taking two of our three hours live, and they can be tuned in at 106.9 FM and 1220 AM. And everybody else around the country can get a full list of our radio affiliates over at affiliates.freetalklive.com. We've got 94 of them from coast to coast. 94? I thought it was 93. That's right. Nine, uh, 94, I think now. Look. Yeah, and then in another week or so, we'll be at 95 if all goes as planned. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We can have a big party when we get to 100? Yes, I was just thinking a that. A big party? Yeah, that Ian pays for? You know, <laughs> what? you know I'm not much for big at, parties. He's not much for paying for things. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm getting you, the sense of. You might of. be surprised about that, Mark. <laughs> yes, I hope so. Uh, so our uh, affiliates so. list says 93, Ian. You should Does it? Oh, it. That's, a, that's too bad. You're right. Maybe it is 93. I lose track sometimes. Sometimes they come. Sometimes they go. Mostly Indeed. they come, though. Mostly which they is good. come, yeah. All right. So 800-259-9231. Coming up, we had a bit of a spat uh, with a particular libertarian author a little while back. I guess it wasn't we. It was more like me. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> what a surprise. Some of the other <laughs> activists. But I, when I say we, it wasn't you, Mark. It was me and some of the other activists up here. Uh, over the Shire Society Declaration. His name is uh, L. Neal Smith. And I am going to come to his defense here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. The feds have uh, gone after this guy, and we'll tell you what it's all about. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, of course, at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that you'll find there uh, completely free at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us over at Amazon. But what you need to do first is go to shop.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll see the entry links that'll take you into the Amazon website that will essentially make it so whatever you buy at that point, Free Talk Live will get a cut of the sale. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who have to know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers who want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what their lawyer should be doing. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It works. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it works. And it's so easy that the average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. As I said, it works for all plaintiffs, for plaintiffs or defendants in all states and federal courts, jurisdictionary.com. All right, let's continue taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. We go to Sean, listening in Manchester to 105.1 FM. Hello, Sean. Hi, how you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, not too much. I just wanted to call and say uh, thank you guys for putting on this show. I recently discovered it. I uh, just flipping through the radio stations, driving around with my girlfriend, and... Uh, 
we stopped because we recognized it was uh, from the whitest kids you know. It was like the generic sketch about the uh, the politician. You like Clint Webb? Like, <laughs> yeah, Clint Webb. Exa- yeah. And we like my girlfriend picked up on it right away. She's like, "Oh, do you know what this is?" And I was thinking, I'm like, "Oh, this is so familiar." We got through the whole thing, and I just I laughed. I mean, I heard earlier today they had uh, one of the Onion parodies on. Yes, uh, the, the inebriated politician. I forget his name. <laughs> Good. But, I'm glad you. you know, I'm glad you like those because they run a lot. I wish I had more uh, parody stuff to uh, to run. What he's referring to, by the way, for our listeners that don't know, is uh, in Manchester. There's a, a a radio station that operates 24 hours a day, uh, and it's it's basically carrying the LRN.FM audio feed just around the clock. So they they get to listen to Free Talk Live, Stefan Molyneux, Anti War Radio, Ernest Hancock, Anti War Radio. I mean, stuff all day all day long. And I'm the program director of that uh, that particular radio stream. I don't run the radio station. I just create the uh, the audio. I put I put everything together and make it work. Um, and so one of the one of the things we do is we run kind of these fill commercials because it's not popular enough at this point to go out and sell any commercials for. So we've got the parodies that run, like he mentioned, the whitest kids you know, uh, as well as a, one that I just recently put in from the Onion, which I found very very funny. So um, I'm always interested in getting new submissions for things like that so there's a little more variety uh, on the air and if anybody has anything like that they want to send in you're welcome to at lrn at lrn.fm you can just email that stuff to me and i'll look at it and, and maybe put it on the air but i'm glad that caught your attention and that's what brought kind of reeled you in huh uh, most definitely most definitely i mean I, I just love satire as it is and i you know i never expect you know i, I call up and it just sounds like somebody talking you know what i mean and i'm like oh you know what is this going to be and then i'm like oh wait a minute we recognize i'm like this is wicked funny and uh, my girlfriend's like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to the station. It just, like, popped up for, you know, a couple of weeks ago I found it. And they always talk about random stuff. And then we, we heard uh, uh, Sunburst, or I forget, I forget her name. We, we caught the end of one of the interviews with Sunburst. her one time. And I just I felt like it was really entertaining, you know, but you guys also delve on some, like, really serious subjects. And I, I, I like that. I feel like we need a radio station like that around here. Good. I'm glad. Uh, and thank you to whoever the activists are that, uh, that put that radio station together because they've done a great job with it. It's been on the air for, now, I think, several months now. Um, and without an FCC visit yet. So, uh, so I, what good. I like about it the best is I have no idea who puts it on. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if some government bureaucrat came and put a gun to my head to find out who it was, I simply don't know. Yeah. Thanks for listening, man. Anything you anything you want to comment on while you're here besides just the appreciation? Um, not really. I just think you guys are doing a really good job, and uh, I hope I get to keep listening for a while. Sean, quick question: Are you a New Hampshire native? Um, technically, I was born right over the border, but I've lived in New Hampshire my whole life. Now, how do you feel about the uh, the influx of people coming here uh, to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project? I'm, are, are you aware of that? Um, somewhat aware. I'm not super like fluent with you know everything that's going on with it, but I overall I agree. I, you know I I think it's a good idea. Fantastic. You know, I think there needs to be an open dialogue. Glad you're out there. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the uh, the call tonight, and thank you, Sean, at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. In fact, uh, the Liberty Radio Network, which is what we're talking about there, LRN.FM, it's an internet-based uh, kind of network of liberty-oriented talk shows that uh, that I've cobbled together over the last few years. And it is distributed in a couple of different ways that allow people to essentially start their own radio station. If you've already got a station, you can pick up a show from it. But if you wanted to, you could do like they're doing in Manchester and just run it around the clock. There's a gentleman, I think somebody down in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts, who just put an FM station or put, I think, I think actually there's been a pirate station down there for a long time and it was running music and they flipped it to LRN.FM 24-7. So Makes it a lot easier. We're now on in Fall River, Massachusetts, which apparently the signal breaks into East Providence, Rhode Island as well. So 
again, just for a small investment of a few hundred bucks, if you've got a little bit more, you can do a couple thousand. You can have yourself your own radio station. You can get the ideas of liberty out to your local uh, your local marketplace without having to go and kind of go through the gatekeeper system of trying to get one show to break in, like Free Talk Live, to break into your local talk station, which we've been very successful at doing over the years. This is like a turnkey solution. You can go to broadcast.lrn.fm to learn more about that. That's broadcast.lrn.fm, but obviously there is some risk involved. I mean, you're, you're running a radio station without the FCC's permission. That could result in, well, you getting your chance to be more than an activist that's behind the scenes, let's say. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate anybody that takes that kind of risk to get this content out there. Thank you so much for that. Let's continue. Tom is also in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Uh, yeah, just wanted to mention that uh, in Elkins, West Virginia last week... Uh, The cops went to arrest this guy who was suspected of selling cocaine, possession with intent to distribute. And uh, there was the U.S. Marshals were there, too, uh, to bring this guy. And uh, he fought back like a man to defend himself. And, uh, well, let's just say when the uh, dust cleared, he was in heaven because rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. And also uh, one... U.S. Marshal, a deputy marshal got taken out. The undertaker straightened out that deputy marshal. Did he go to heaven, too? Mar- <clears throat> uh, no, they don't, they don't have a soul. They, they've sold their soul <laughs> to the government. But, yeah, uh, I don't know if violence is really a good solution. In fact, I'm firmly uh, against it, uh, Tom. But I appreciate the call tonight. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yes, I understand the government does... The horrible things. The people that are working for the government, they, many of them, they hurt other people. They they hurt peaceful people. They hurt people that don't uh, that have not harmed others. It's easy to be frustrated with, and them. that can make someone very angry. And at one time, I was that very angry person who was considering doing something like that. You know, like come and get me, coppers. I'll take as many of you out as I can. My cold dead hands. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. And I just, uh, it, it just is. It, not only is it not practical, but it also, I think, has. Uh, I think it's really morally questionable as well. I think that by using violence, even though you can claim it was in self-defense, uh, by using violence, you are essentially lowering lowering yourself to their level. And beyond that, practically, you look like a madman. Uh, the news media will will make you out to be a crazy loon. And right, the the media will make it look as though you you initiated the force as opposed to whomever it was that came after you. Right, that you killed one of their heroes, the police officers. Whereas if you do not use violence, then there is no question as to who it was that was. That was being violent. I mean, for instance, we talked about Pete Ayer from LibertyOnTour.com. He was attacked by court officers and police officers for wearing a hat in a courtroom. Can you imagine how bad that would have been if Pete had started swinging? If Pete had started uh, to to attack? If Pete well, had some it, pulled it just some justifies sort of the force that they used previously. Yeah, but but instead Pete was completely passive and he went to the ground and then they used clearly excessive force on him by crushing his head into the carpet with their knees, for instance, or with a knee. So, and holding uh, him down. Right. You know, if, if he were to lash out, then people would say to themselves, well, that was clearly a violent man. And the, mm-hmm. and the officers obviously acted properly. If the, you know, the, they could, they, these officers, they're smart guys. They do this stuff on a regular basis. They could smell violent criminals. And uh, obviously they have to, to, to crack down on them when they, when they know they're going to be violent. So, you know, it, it justifies everything they do. You know, there's also, there's a lot you can do to even get it to that point. I mean, that's usually an escalation or, you know, I, I think that there's whatever you put out is what you get back. And police officers mm-hmm. are very sensitive to people who are um, violent, who are, like you were saying, who have something to hide. You know, if you, you just you have to um, show respect 
without groveling, but yet at the same time, you can't show any kind of aggression or uh, passivity. It has to be something in between. It has to be a dialogue, you know. Um, but but the first impression is the most important one with a police officer. Yeah, you know the. Um, you- you don't have to be you don't have to sneer at them they deserve as much respect as anybody else does at least that that's what's going to be effective in communicating with I them. agree with that and that's what I was actually talking with Pete Nademo about from libertyontour.com we were discussing this uh, after Pete has charges dropped from that incident I was talking about how Semarellis the cop that actually made the arrest has been very very nice to Pete now he's been uh, talking to him he's been you know, invited him out uh, to for a meeting or something like that and uh, they've been having at least some level of dialogue and I said can you imagine how different that would be if you had been mean and nasty to him in return to how mean you know how mean he was being exactly so being nice you know really gets you a lot goes a long way 800-259-9231 catch the flies with honey that kind of thing you can bring up whatever you want it's free talk live Our t- you know the constitution like the back of your hand You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features there for free. In fact, the site is free, so enjoy it. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you. You know, the big name guys. They want to charge you for their websites. We do it for free at freetalklive.com. So enjoy that. Of course, we will take your phone calls about anything. It was last year uh, during the – I think it was during the summer, maybe a little bit after that. The Shire Society was officially formed. And for those that uh, maybe are just tuning in, maybe they weren't – you weren't listening at that time. The Shire Society is a concept that was come up with by some of the activists here in New Hampshire uh, to create kind of an alternative voluntary society for people to – basically secede themselves to, to declare personal secession from the federal uh, U.S. government or whatever tyrannical uh, government that they you know, may, might find themselves toiling underneath around the world, and to declare themselves part of a peaceful, voluntary order, uh, the Shire Society. And to this, uh, to this end, a document was created, the Shire Society Declaration, which is a relatively short document. Uh, it has a few, few brief points that, uh, that are made about uh, individual sovereignty, and being free. And the text of that document was, well, borrowed. A lot of it uh, was influenced or inspired by a man named L. Neil Smith. And L. Neil Smith is a science fiction writer. He's relatively popular, well-known from what I understand, at least. Uh, certainly within libertarian circles, he's uh, well-known. 
as one of the more, I guess, conspicuous or visible uh, libertarian types Indeed. in the, the book world. And I've read many of his books. Yeah, didn't Big Head Press uh, publish one of his books as a graphic novel? I don't remember. Probability Probab- brooch. Probability brooch. So uh, L. Neil Smith kind of, you know, he had his cred as a, uh, as a libertarian Bigheadpress.com. So he had his cred as a libertarian author, and it was in one of his books in which he created this – I don't even remember what it was called, but it was whatever, whatever document it was that inspired the Shire Society Declaration. And so when he found out about the existence of the Shire Society Declaration, he threw a little hissy fit uh, about it and you know, started tossing around how this was his intellectual property and that you know, he deserved some sort of uh, compensation or whatever. I, I mean I barely remember all the details of it, but it, it was a – it was a big to do for a while, and we we milked uh, milked it quite a bit for uh, some mileage. That's free on this talk program. live for you. And uh, so, actually, it ended up I think being a good thing for everybody. It created extra controversy. He got some publicity out of it that he wouldn't have otherwise gotten. I mean, he didn't look that great, in my opinion, because he was you know firmly standing by his position that he believes in intellectual property, and that Indeed. somehow we couldn't borrow his ideas. Yeah, for this document. But it's not like we were talking about other sci- libertarian science fiction authors in the same breath. So, you know, it's not like uh, he was still getting the credit of being a libertarian science fiction author in an exclusive uh, situ- way. Do you understand? Yeah, I guess he wanted more credit, but he also wanted to, you know, be, beg- I guess, asked for permission first before someone used his ideas, which, by the way, are not original. I mean, he borrowed his ideas from great thinkers that came before him, and they borrowed theirs from that great thinkers that came before it, it, admittedly him. Admittedly true, and, uh, but, I mean, you, have to, you also have to admit that the verbiage is very similar. Um, these aren't just ideas. This is, uh, you know, the verbiage at the same time. I'm not saying that that makes it right or wrong. I don't know what, what point, how many articles and, uh, and conjunctions. Junctions get replaced before, well, it, then it's now it's a unique document. I yeah. don't know. So anyway, he kind of backed down and the Shire Society docla- declaration still exists. I think he gets tired of screwing with you guys. It still exists and all is well as far as the Shire Society is concerned. And, you know, I don't hold a grudge against the guy. I think he's absolutely wrong in his viewpoint on intellectual property. But that doesn't mean that I believe bad things should happen to him. I've got, I've got no axe to grind or anything like that. And so that's why I want to make sure I get this news out. Because he has been attacked by the federal government. Uh, NCC-1776.org is his website. The Libertarian Enterprise is what it's called. Here's uh, what he wrote just recently. This is just a couple days ago. For the first time in its 16th year of publication, this journal of libertarian views and opinion, bound by an absolute moral resolve never to initiate force against anyone for any reason, nor to advocate or delegate its initiation, has been threatened by agents of the federal government and ordered to remove content from its website. We have done so. When you learn in a general way what that content consisted of, you will be perplexed at first, then angrier and angrier as you see what has been done to what was once a free country and realize precisely who is most responsible for having done it. Last August, the Libertarian Enterprise ran a piece by our frequent contributor, Jim Davidson, about the hypocrisy of the federal judiciary. Jim Davidson, another person that I do not uh, – you know, I, I like most of the people in this movement. Jim Davidson is somebody who strikes me as a, an agitator for violence in general. He came I've on never the, got that impression. I mean on Facebook uh, – go, uh, go and look up Planetary Jim on the Free Keen Forum, and the first uh, post you find will be him advocating burning bureaucrats' houses down. <laughs> okay, well – Or about, you know, kind of beating around the bush about uh, burning houses down. And so he was ostracized from the Free Keen Forum. He was not banned from that. Uh, but nonetheless, I still don't think he should be threatened in the, in the way that, uh, that he is here in this case. You know, I, uh, I'd like to say before you go on, I don't know whether or not what you say is true. I, you know, I'll take your word for it. But I really felt that way. A few years ago, yeah. um, you know, I, I felt when I didn't live in New Hampshire, and he that doesn't, was, that there was no hope 
for liberty in my lifetime. No hope for anything that looked like movement towards liberty. And there was no hope for seeing the government even get 1% smaller. No yeah. hope. None. But, and when you have no hope like that, that's when you start feeling like uh, you know these situations where you want to enact violence upon people. Well, and, and, that's what the government does. The government is a giant sucking sound for hope. Well, and Jim Davidson also claims that he was beaten by the police in the past, so that that's going to affect somebody and yeah. how they feel about that situation. So I, I don't blame him for being angry. I've taken more than one shot from a cop. Yeah, I've never blamed him for for being angry. Um, it's just that you know he he lashes out at anybody that disagree disagrees with him. But nonetheless, I will come to his defense in this case. Three federal judges had just authorized a practice in which armed government agents could feel free to trespass on a citizen's property without a warrant or probable cause in order to affix a GPS tracker to that citizen's car. Remember, we talked about that yeah. on the show. Our columnist's natural and logical response was to deprive these judges of privacy in the same way they were allowing the privacy of the individuals who pay their salaries to be violated. Makes a certain amount of sense to me. Using only publicly available sources, he published their names, addresses, and other information. Let me state that again so there can be no mistake. He published their names, addresses, and other such information which he had obtained from purely public sources. This week, six months later... We have been notified, first by our domain registrar, GoDaddy.com, then in an email from the U.S. Marshals Service, that we must remove the offending article from the Libertarian Enterprises website in order to assure the safety of the judges and their families. This, of course, begs the question, why in the hell their information is publicly available right. if it it's constitutes hilarious. a threat to their safety? I mean, I, I make sure the phone company keeps my phone number unlisted just for this very reason. GoDaddy.com has refused to answer reasonable questions about this affair, such as precisely what terms of service we were in violation of, instead simply repeating the order to remove the material. And we have complied. I used to have a little respect for the U.S. Marshals Service. They had a long, distinguished history, and for some reason they seemed cleaner to me, nobler, better, than the bottom-of-the-barrel scrapings infesting the other federal law enforcement agencies, like the ones, for example, that disgraced themselves at Ruby Ridge and Mount Carmel. I wonder if any of them ever thought, when they were growing up, dreaming little kid dreams of being the good guys and saving folks from the bad guys, that they'd end up merely doing the bidding of corrupt and irrational federal judges, thuggishly intimidating the very folks they once dreamed of saving, helping a new and un-American aristocracy to establish themselves as an elite with rights, like simple privacy, that ordinary individuals are no longer allowed to enjoy. But we have complied. And yet, our compliance is not without its cost. Everyone who reads this will now understand a little better that those who wish to rule their lives, uh, what those who wish to rule their lives are made of. And they will know, as if they didn't know already, that these distinguished, cleaner, nobler keepers of the peace are nothing more than a cruel myth. And that knowledge, enough of it, will be all that it takes to change the course of history. Meanwhile, whom do we hold responsible for this unjustifiable violation of the First Amendment? The Republican administration of Abraham Lincoln was probably not the first, but was by far the worst of its time. Presidents like Woodrow Wilson and Franklin Roosevelt began to see the people as their property and treated them accordingly. The RICO Act was specifically designed to deprive the accused of representation in court. The authorities and their stooges in media work overtime to convince us that anyone who lawyers up is guilty. Agencies like the FBI and CIA are not authorized in the Constitution, and neither Republicans or Democrats have said a word to stop these practices. And now we have the Department of Homeland Security, which officially regards the average American wage earner, homemaker, student, hunter, sportsman, scholar of the Bible, or the Constitution as an uncaught criminal. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. More about this censorship of judges' names and publicly available address and phone number information in moments. This is Free Talk Live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, whatever you want, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. You can take control, 800-259-9231, and you can enjoy our website features for free. Just go to freetalklive.com to do that. One of the features is our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You'll be able to watch, you'll be able to listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the very same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. It's all brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, toll-free number again, 800-259-9231 as we continue here a little bit more and then right to your calls on what's going on with the Libertarian Enterprise, uh, which is L. Neil Smith's website. He was threatened uh, with having his entire website taken down if he did not remove one particular article that actually gave up some information, some sort of, uh, I guess, address, phone number information for a few federal judges. Uh, I guess that there was an article that was posted regarding what these judges were doing that was very nasty. And so in kind of response, the their public information was posted. Information that was available, as I understand it, through going to websites like whitepages.com and just simply looking up a name. Uh, knowing which town and what name and looking it up and posting that information elsewhere. They were threatened. The GoDaddy, their host, was threatened by the federal government, the U.S. Marshals Service. And rather than actually standing up for freedom of speech, GoDaddy apparently crumbled and went ahead and threatened uh, the libertarian enterprise on behalf of the U.S. Marshals and basically said, look, you know, we're going to pull down your website unless you pull down this information. So rather than lose the entirety of their website, they decided to go ahead and comply with the order, which I'm sure was, you know, not an easy thing to uh, to decide to do. So bringing you just a little bit more about this uh, from L. Neil Smith, the guy who's behind the website, the Libertarian Enterprise, which is ncc-1776.org. He says that now we have the Department of Homeland Security, which officially regards the average American wage earner, homemaker, student, hunter, sportsman, scholar of the Bible or the Constitution as an uncaught criminal. The so-called Transportation Security, excuse me, Transportation Safety Administration, I think it's Transportation Security Administration, shakes down just as many inmates of this nation-sized prison as it can every day. So who is to blame? Those who do the shaking, those who abuse their fellow citizens for no other reason than that they can, or because the sociopaths in power have paid them to do so, and we, the abused, are forced at gunpoint to give them half of everything we earn, and we have complied. From uh, the Libertarian Enterprise. Now, I don't agree, though, with his conclusion. I, I don't think that it's uh, it's just that the government people are to blame. I think it's everyone else who's being shaken down. It's It's those people who are putting up with this that are also to blame. 
by the fact that uh, they have been so obedient and so docile over the years that they've allowed the continued encroachment well, that's of the like government. Blaming the victim, you know. Well, yeah, I'm blaming myself. I'm part of this, Mark. You're part of it. You still pay federal taxes, don't you? Uh, I fill out their forms. Most people. Okay, that, you obediently go through their process that they that they're demanding that you go through, and most people do. Uh, most people will follow the regulations that are placed uh, that are demanded of them. They will jump through the hoops. They will pay the taxes, and that's why we're here. So, yeah, to some extent, it is blaming the victim for not standing up for them damn selves. And I'm as I'm as to blame as anyone else. And yep. I'm trying to stop. I'm doing my best to take baby steps into the realm of non-cooperation and and civil disobedience. And I'm ex- ex- expressing these ideas to others, and in the hopes of encouraging them to do so. And others here in New Hampshire have come here, and they've also done non-cooperation. We're starting to see some success in that area. Even you, Mark, have uh, non-cooperated on a parking ticket uh, recently and took that I to, to take court. my stuff to court. Yeah. You know, I mean, essentially, that's non-cooperation. Even though it's fully with legal within the system, it's still not doing what they want you to, which is take the plea bargain and go ahead and pay the fine. No, they just want you to slip the money in the envelope and stick it in their little drop box. Which is mm-hmm. essentially a plea guilty. You're pleading guilty by doing that. What I don't like about the article is that uh, he claims that – what is it that uh, they, they take the money by sticking a gun to your head? Is that the, the claim in the article? Uh, he says, yeah, forced at gunpoint to give half of everything we earn. Because I think that that really confuses people when they hear it. I um, Generally, people are not forced at gunpoint to give taxes when they give them. They, they go to the gas not station. right away. Right. They go to the gas station. They pump their gas. They pay, what, 25 to 50 cents a gallon for ga- um, of taxes in gas. They they fill out their IRS forms. They do they pay their taxes in you know they fill they send in their property tax forms all that stuff. They pay their taxes voluntarily because they know that the repercussions are going to be terrible. That the gun will come out down the line. So well, is it voluntarily if you know the gun's going to come out? That's under duress. Well, <laughs> unless you actually believe in the system, you believe under in the duress. social contract. Fine, they do it under they do it under duress because they know what's going to happen. Some of them do it happily. Right, those people are doing it voluntarily because they believe in the you know the structure of the system and they fully are fans of the idea of a coercive government. So some people do. You're absolutely right about that. Hopefully, uh, L. Neal won't get upset at us for reading his article in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are very protective over their words that they've put together. Well, he I is would, a writer. I would hope that he's not in this case because we're, you know, giving him some publicity about what happened here, and I think that it's absolutely outrageous. As much as I may disagree with some of his ideas uh, and uh, the other uh, author there, the, as much as I may uh, disagree with his anger—not L. Neil Smith, but uh, Jim Davidson—as much as I may disagree with these gentlemen, I still support their right to say whatever they want to and publish whatever information they want to on their website. They should not be molested by GoDaddy, and shame on them. Uh, for uh, for doing this to these folks, for being essentially the corporate tool of the federal government in this case, every, just about every uh, you know hosting service out there is going to do the same thing. They're just going to roll because it's pathetic. Well, it, I'm I'm sorry, man. That's ninety nine point something percent of all businesses are going to do the yep, same. And thing. And that's why I'm blaming the victim, as you said earlier, because if if ten percent of businesses were to not be so pathetic, and sometimes you'll see examples of uh, people like there was some uh, some of the telecommunications companies that i think it was quest communications that refused the federal government's demands to turn over a bunch of records of their was it their internet or phone calls whatever it was and how are they they doing these days i don't know how are they doing not very well really you don't hear much about them i'll tell you that i don't know if that doesn't mean they're just because you don't hear anything doesn't mean they were an up-and-coming company during the dot-com boom and uh you don't hear much about them. They're irrelevant in the industry now. Well, I don't know. It just depends on where you live. I mean, they don't offer service everywhere. They're, I think, 
they're not a nationwide uh, telecommunications company. They, they'll offer long distance service. I've I've talked to them actually about getting like a private T one installed. So I know they exist and they've got great prices on that. So. Are they still defiant in that way? Or I, have I don't caved? know. I mean, how can I keep up to date on what's going on with every company and their interactions sure. with the federal government? Right. But my point being that if it weren't 99%, if it were just 90% of people that were complying or businesses that were complying with the federal government, then that would give us uh, 10% of some really awesome businesses that we could support with our dollars. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, I, I understand why they do it because they're scared because the federal government does have guns and they are willing to put people in cages. But it's, it's not just their fault. It's not just the fault of the federal government. They exist in the form that they exist because people will go along to get along, and they'll put up with this crap. Your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. You can take control of your airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Oh, totasac.us. You can go to totasac.us to learn more about the totasac. I'm telling you, it is one of the handiest tools I've ever used. Brings your groceries back in from the car. Helps you bring them back in. For me, it's one trip. It's a brilliant little handle, and they are very affordable. Also doubles as a self-defense device. Good stuff. Totasac.us. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. I've got some. I think we've all got them, actually. We do. You can have a two-pack for free if you call in right now at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. That's our contest line. Two-pack of the Totasac could be yours. Dial in now. 603-435-1105. It's free time. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, Speaking, by the way, of our website, there's a bunch of stuff on there, including the news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for free. You can follow it via email. You can do Facebook, Twitter. Any of those, totally free, news.freetalklive.com. And we're talking a moment ago about the obedience of the American people being a major factor as to why things are how they are, as to why the federal government and local and state governments continue to become more and more aggressive and more and more intrusive and oppressive and uh, expensive and all of those things. Why that happens is because people put up with it. And they've been slowly creeping and you know, kind of the frog in hot water. Yeah, been lull- people have been lulled to sleep by all this, and everyone thinks that uh, these people that call themselves government are legitimate and that they're out for our best interests. Well, I, I don't think, know if everyone thinks that. Well, not everyone. But, but even a, if they don't think it, they're still obeying. Well, they still are obeying. You're right. Right. But what's happening now in recent years is, is the corruption is getting so far over the top that I think a lot of people are waking up and starting to ask a lot of questions and, That's cons- good. and consider maybe not obeying. That's the first step is to ask questions. The second step is to learn about the ideas of liberty. And the third step is to put them into effect. And in order to put those ideas into effect, it may require that you disobey. It may require that you non-cooperate in order to, to put your foot down and say, no more. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to obey you. I'm not going to fa- jump through your stupid hoops. Uh, so if you want to get together with other people who might be thinking the same way, you want to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening 
this June, the 20th through the 26th, and Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. Uh, there are going to be all kinds of reasons to show up to this, but the number one reason is to get together with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. At the last Pork Fest, there were over 800 attendees throughout the entire week, uh, the, and mostly on the weekend. But this time, it's expanded to a six-day event, actually a full week-long event, the 20th through the 26th. It's going to be at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. You should go to porkfest.com to learn more. That's P O R C F E S T, porkfest.com. Early bird registration is available for as little as 25 bucks, but even less if you use our special discount code, which is Free Talk Live. Now, that's, the code is all one word, so take out the spaces and just put in Free Talk Live as your discount code. You'll save 20% on early bird registration or t shirts or flags, whatever it is you might want to get up front there porkfest.com looking forward to seeing you there are all kinds of great stuff going on there family fun games yep. meetings social activities speeches i mean it's it's an incredible time and i heard there's going to be a dunk tank this year yeah yeah i'm going to be in the dunk tank as is uh, chris lawless i'm and, going to be uh, in the dunk tank that's going to be fun are you yeah, yeah i totally. cannot wait to throw some stuff and dunk you in the water <laughs> i will just spend all kinds of money to, to, to dunk you in the <laughs> water great. and uh curtis uh, you know like uh curtis the the organizer of the uh the that's from, right sovereign curtis yeah, porcupine freedom festival he is going to be in the dunk tank too so yep. after all the spam i've gotten about pork fest i cannot wait mm-hmm. to dunk him too <laughs> the best part is when they're still dry and you get them yep that's yep. true, but nonetheless, it is. Uh, that's going to be a fun time. That's just one of the f- many fun things that is being are being planned. Yeah, for there's this a event. water park. There's uh, horseshoes. There's uh, family fun events that are spo- sponsored by Kate and Alec. Um, you know, it's going to be great. Uh, cook off, I think. I mean, just yep. all kinds of stuff. Go to porkfest.com. Cook off. P o r c f e s t dot com. Uh, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number here. Let's continue. Take your phone calls about what you want. David, listening in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Um, hi guys. Hey David. Hey, David. Y'all mentioned earlier about um, having respect for police. I think Wayne said something about that. Yeah. Why? Why should I have respect for the police? This is. I no, no. I mean, you show you show respect to another human being, uh, which ha- might happen to be a police officer. Uh, and, and in doing so, it, it, it opens their mind a little bit that you're not some common criminal, and that you, you know, being disrespectful to anybody, even if they're a guy walking down the street, is not going to help you uh, establish good relations with that person. That's true, but these people, as was mentioned about, uh, well, y'all talk about police fairly often on the, on Free Talk Live, and there was a, a mention about the um, the young child that got took away. So they do that. They take children away for, for um, you know, stick drawings, and they get to lie their asses off. Mm-hmm. Oops, that's all right. The wrong <laughs> lie their asses off, and if we lie to them, ooh, you're gonna get, you're gonna get charged with something. That's a that's a crime. That's a big that's a crime. Well, some so of them. This, some this of them, is what I'm supposed to respect. Some of them uh, enforce bad laws. There's no question about that. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought this up, David, because I'd meant to say something to Wayne when he brought that up, and I kind of just let it let it slide. And I think it's good that you brought it up because I agree with you both. I think that uh, Wayne is right that as a human being, they should be respected as a as a fellow human being with emotions and you know uh, the, the needs and wants and fears and, and right. And yeah. on the other hand, what they do as a job does not deserve respect. There are some things as part of their job that are respectable, like when they actually uh, you know apprehend a real violent criminal, but for the most part, their jobs are, as you know, aggressing against peaceful people, and that does not deserve any respect whatsoever. But that doesn't mean that you should be rude towards those people, exactly. because as I mentioned earlier, 
catching flies with honey, you know, much better, you know, than being angry and vitriolic towards somebody. I I I used to be that angry person and I'm glad I'm not anymore because I can have conversations with these guys and having those conversations about the ideas of liberty, you know, can crack through uh, some of the, you know, the, the, I guess the foundations that they built uh, to essentially build their statism upon. Be, be, people become indoctrinated, especially if they're doing a job because they're trained by people who who might not be uh, looking at liberty the way we are and they probably don't think twice about what they do because all the other co-workers are doing it too and they think it's the right thing and and sometimes when someone's doing something that's wrong you have to call their attention to it because they don't realize that they're doing wrong well yeah um i was just gonna say i would the only thing i was thinking where i would you know be uh, I, I personally don't have much respect because I've seen things like people getting their head kneeled on and stuff like that. And um, so I I guess I won't be disrespectful mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, it's impractical. <laughs> you know, it's not smart. You, you, you're not going to sure. be, uh, you know, you do yourself right by being impra- by disrespectful, but... I don't know. I guess I'll just be fairly quiet. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. (laughs) If you don't have something nice to say, you don't say anything at all, right? uh, That's what my mom taught me, and she was right about that one. Sullen and quiet disrespect is is better than loud and verbose disrespect. But I have family members who are retired police officers. I have a, a friend and client of mine down in Connecticut whose son is now a police officer and, and I just saw him last week and we have some nice conversations on that and he's actually very uh, libertarian oriented and, yeah. and he's and he's actually he tries to do the right thing he won't tase people he won't even take a taser out how are you, know. you going to get them to come to the ideas of liberty if you don't treat them like a human being and be respectful toward them even if at the same time you can let them know that hey I don't I don't appreciate what you're doing as your job, but I do appreciate that you're a human being and that you think you're doing the right thing. Uh, I think that there's a there's a middle ground where you can still have communication with these people, but yet make it known that you don't agree with what exactly. Doing. And they're also being they're coming in contact with the public and uh, disproportionately because they're they're coming in contact with a lot more scumbags sure. and dregs than we are on a daily basis. So what happens is over time, especially if you work in a big city, is that you view the world as ninety or more percent scumbag. And yeah, it, it it absolutely happens to people who work in law enforcement. I'm not saying jaded. every one of them, but it's yeah. it's easy to feel that way when you do that job. And they're not gonna. No one is going to take the the advice and the direction from a person that they don't feel cares about them, sees the world the same way they do. Yeah. You know, that's just that's human nature. And uh, you know, I'm sorry, it's very difficult to change. Well. You know, Michelle Seven, our Monday night uh, co-host on the program, she was talking with, I guess, a police chief out in a town nearby her here in New Hampshire and was has been having, you know, a respectful conversation with the guy. And uh, she's going to set up a, a breakfast date where she's invited me apparently to come along and we're going to go out and, and have breakfast with this guy. And uh, Sam and I used to go and have breakfast with the police chief here in town uh, in Keene. And those things wouldn't happen if I was angry and vitriolic towards these people wouldn't be able to have those conversations at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we're going to break down that wall in the first meeting, but at least they have the opportunity to communicate with them, and that sure. helps, right? Yeah. So 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231.
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. Edmark. Once again, 800-259-9231. You can support the show. By becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up with any uh, major credit card through PayPal. Also, Visa and MasterCard accepted right there on the site. Uh, You become an amplifier, and we'll take three bucks a month from you and reinvest it into this program, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up and get your perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, AMP-only podcast. Go get the details, get signed up, amp.freetalklive.com. And please accept my thanks for doing so, because it's a big help to us, big time. So let's continue with your phone calls. Captain Ed is on the line in Florida. Uh, Captain Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Captain, Captain Ed. Yeah, it's Captain Ned, man. Okay. Captain Ned, my apologies. Where are you calling from in hey, Florida? no problem, man. I'm, I'm on the west coast of Florida. But anyway, man, I like this whole New Hampshire thing, the don't tread on me thing you Excellent. guys got going. Are you, are you in Sarasota? No, no, no. North okay. of there, man. Okay, gotcha. Go ahead with your thoughts. But anyway, uh, I was, I'd like to talk about uh, this Detective Lachlan who declared himself a sovereign citizen. Yeah, that was a guy down in uh, Sarasota, Sarasota, our hometown. Yeah, and real quick, I mean, you guys were talking about, you know, uh, rabbit holes and all that uh, made-up realm. Mm-hmm. But if you if you go to Article uh, 1 of the Constitution, basically a third paragraph of the Constitution, it talks about citizens of several states. That's where he's, that's where he's going with this, mm-hmm. okay? A, a U.S. citizen is basically somebody who's uh, in a stadium – coming from some foreign country, they're a U.S. citizen. A citizen of several states is a natural-born citizen of the U.S. Well, there is no such thing as a citizen, which is why the sovereign citizen movement If you read, a U.S. citizen is subject to the laws of the There's no such thing, though. Let me me explain this to you, because it's it's a commonly misunderstood uh, concept, and for good reason, because the governments want you to believe that there is such a thing. Um, There's no evidence to me that I've ever seen that there is anything such as a citizen. If you go and look, simply look up the definition, it'll tell you that a citizen is one who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. So the idea is that I, as a citizen, supposedly, would give up my certain rights in order to uh, be protected by this organization calling itself the government however uh and that sounds all well and good if that's something that you want to get involved in and a lot of people would but until you actually find out that the government's own courts have ruled again and again the supreme court has ruled over and over that the government has no obligation to protect you and has no obligation to do anything whatsoever for you so therefore since there is no obligation to protect there can be no duty of allegiance therefore there could be no citizens so i'm sorry but the the concept is non-existent Okay, but what you guys were talking about was uh, the uh, uppercase United States of America and lowercase, non-capitalized. If you look, there's a 19, I believe, 47 Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court decision 
which addressed the two separate Americas. And all you got to do is look that up. I'll, sure, sure. You know what? I've looked into this stuff, and I think I was explaining this the other night. And for those that don't know, there's this conspiracy out there about well, how— Well, that's, that's a Supreme Court decision. I believe fine. that. It's, it's fine. It's still a conspiracy. It's 1947. No, it's Even, not. All you got to do is look it up. Even, fine. Look it up all you want. I've looked at this stuff before, and a lot of it sounds very true and very are persuasive. That the, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what it says. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. What it says. Well, what do you mean it doesn't matter? They said there's two separate United States of America. So how have and you applied that in your life, a... sir? How have you applied that information in your no, life? I'm, just, I'm, I'm stating just facts. Well, it then it doesn't matter. To do my life. Go ahead and try telling that to a man in a robe in a courtroom and see what he well, says to you. Ma- I'm just saying, this whole District of Columbia thing, that's what that's all about. Right. The idea are... that this will have any effect on stopping... Because the... usually these ideas are presented in this kind of well, uh, I mean, I'm format. Just, I'm stating the fact. I'm stating right. That's fine. See, it doesn't matter what the law is. That's, that's your interpretation it, of the well, facts. Why would it be my interpretation if that's a U.S. Supreme Court decision? But that's that was back land. then, though. With the, the present back Supreme then, Court. Then, come on now. Back, back then, you guys, you, that, that's pretty entertaining. I mean, counselor, come on. Back then, it's a U.S. Supreme Court decision. Well, well, well there have been lots the, of Supreme there, Court Yeah, there have been a lot of uh, Supreme Court decisions since well, then. But the I'm problem is today's courts today's courts are not going to address that. It's a rabbit hole, my friend. And it's far from a rabbit hole. Yes, it it's, is. It's a rabbit hole if it doesn't work, right? Like if you, well, why don't you, you guys look it up. I wish I had. No, it. It's, I've it's already there. done it, dude. Right, I'm telling you, to tell you. I've spent hours on this. He's done it. Even and I not only have I, mean, I looked it up, I, sir, I, I, but I, I not only whoa, 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 not only Ed, on decision, Ed, you know? not only have I looked it up, but I have attempted to apply the ideas. Right, it does see, not work. See, if it if it's written down by the U.S. Supreme Court, that's one thing. If it doesn't work, that's another thing, right? Well, I, I don't understand that reasoning. Well, it's not reasoning. It's just it's just inconsistency. Try, try, here, Ed, try this. It's, it's no, no, it's Ned, but it's it's, I'm like, sorry, Ned. it's Ned. like the Obama administration saying, "Well, all this uh, U.S. Constitution thing is it's all we don't need that anymore." They, they don't I, use I, it. I, Look, I beg to differ. It wasn't I the Obama administration uh, that, that threw out the Constitution. It's been gone a long time, Ned. But well, it's gone for gone for some of you, maybe, but not for the rest of us. Well, I'll tell you, you what, living Ned, in a fantasy. Act like a sovereign individual. Go out to your car. <laughs> Take the license plate off of it and drive around and declare your your sovereignty. Well, yeah, that may have to be a test case. I'm just saying that. Uh, so do it. it if it's all it true, Ed, put it to put it to the test. Ned, no, Ned, I'm sorry. Put it to put it to use. If it's all so true, guys, I mean, you guys are entertaining. You got a lot of good stuff going for you, but look up the facts, just dude. Can facts you over. understand? Have. I have looked You're... it up. <laughs> I have spent hours looking at this conspiracy theory that this, uh, the the uh, capital letters the mean things. They don't US... mean crap. No, no, sir. Do you know the difference between a U.S. citizen who's somebody at a stadium coming from Somalia or whatever? Yes. And a citizen of the several states. Do it doesn't matter difference? because the courts are bought it and paid for, matter. and they don't They're, they don't recognize. Are, they laugh you out of court I if understand you bring that. stuff I'll up. Let, I'll, let, I'll let the viewers view it, and I'll, I'll stand back and, and listen for the comment. But you guys are doing a good job, and keep Thank it up. You. Ned, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, You know, this is so typical from the purveyors of this particular viewpoint. Oh, yeah, look, all this information. Here, go to this website. Read all this stuff. Oh, I haven't done it. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. haven't tried it. If you believe it's a fact and you believe it'll make a difference, then prove it. Get your court videos that show you 
own in a judge with this information and show them kicking your case right out of court and give me some wins. Give me some success stories. Right. Give me some proof. You know, it's a bunch of nonsense. It. I've heard of people having successes yeah, with it. And but- sometimes the courts, uh, actually the, the court will seal the case so that other people can't see it. But the point is, is that most of the courts now are so um, t- taken over. Uh, that by the powers that be, so to speak, that, that they're not honoring this the, the real law. I you mean, can't even talk about the Constitution in some courts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they'll, exactly. They'll end your case right there. there they'll you go. shut you up. Try to bring up the Constitution. That's how far down the road we've become because of our complacency. That's right. Yeah. Because at one time, sometimes in court cases, this stuff would leak out, and then the judges would do the right thing and actually follow the Constitution. But we're so far down the road now that none of this stuff even matters. That's, that's ancient history. Yeah, it's all very interesting. Let me tell you. I mean, as you're researching, you're like, wow, you know, there's maybe something to all this. It kind of makes sense. The lawyers created this uh, code, legalese, and, and they made it so it's very difficult to understand. Well, and look at this. For, the fully informed jury is a good example of it, but that's coming back. But there's a lot of things that, that are, are buried, a lot of aspects of our law and our freedom and our rights that, that have been buried. And that's probably one of them. But it's just not it, it hasn't um, there's not enough momentum behind getting it in front of the court and getting a, a decision on it. Uh, the fully informed jury thing seems to be uh, a better, more promising. Right. And you look what they're doing to the people in Orlando who tried to hand out the fully informed jury information. They've been threatened with felony charges for doing that. Yeah. And that's a documented right. Right, so you go ahead, whip out your constitution and wave it in the face of the police officers as they're hauling your ass off to jail. Yeah. It's not going to stop anything. As Lysander Spooner put it, the constitution, I think it was no treason where he wrote this, and I'm paraphrasing, but the constitution has either authorized the tyranny that we're facing or has been powerless to prevent mm-hmm. it. And he wrote that in the late 1800s. Imagine what he would think today. <laughs> he wrote that when he was pissed because the, uh, the government people were shutting down his competitive mail service to the post office. Yeah, they, the, the government, the Constitution is no place to fall back to if you're looking for liberty. Uh, if that were the case, then they wouldn't have written it into um, into it, uh, giving the Supreme Court appellate jurisdiction. Appellate jurisdiction means the Supreme Court decides what is true and what is false, what is constitutional, what is unconstitutional in any law that's passed on the national level. And that means that they decide what's constitutional. The people that work for the government decide what's constitutional, not you and I. So if the Constitution, if we read it and it says we have the, the, the freedom of speech or the right to bear arms... And then they decide, well, yes, you have the right to bear arms, except that we, we have to attenuate those rights. There's mm. some attenuations. And they've allowed 20,000 gun laws that, yeah. that, uh, uh, that, that make it so that you, you know, they infringe your right to bear arms. I mean, how can you say that there shall be no, um, there shall be no law? And then they've got 20,000 of them. The for whole God's system sake. is a scam. The justice system, the whole thing, it's a scam from top to bottom. It's nothing more than a cover for institutionalized violence against peaceful people. That's all it is. And all of their rules and their legalese and everything, none of it matters. They're going to do what they want for the most part, and they're going to get away with it until people finally say they've had enough and are willing to stop just bowing down and kissing the boot. And we're starting to see that happen in New Hampshire. Around the world, too. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. 
You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neil Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You can actually go and create the content of the website. Find something online you want to share with our listeners. You just submit it as show prep, and then it becomes a part of the upcoming stories queue. You go in there and you can vote on things. Uh, you vote on other people's submissions. The most voted up, make it the uh, make it to the top and the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Let's continue, though, taking your phone calls about whatever you want. And then Wayne's going to tell us about a city that has decided they're no longer going to cover the cost for their uh, one of their police departments, particularly brutal cops. Uh, we will get to that in a moment. But first, Anthony is calling all the way from Greece, apparently. Anthony, you're on Free Talk Live. Anthony, are you Hi, there, sir? Going, guys? Hey. I just want to draw. I'm fine. I just want to draw uh, the attention of your listeners uh, to a new that's been launched by. Uh, it's a project of Can't Wait. Uh, the website is WarCriminalsWatch.org. Okay. Are you and familiar what is with this website? No, I'm not. What is the point of it? Well, what? Well, what it does is it, it lists all the war criminals and all their events. For instance. Uh, you'll have George Bush in Denver on February 26th. You'll have uh, Ray McGovern February 27th in New York, Condoleezza Rice the 28th in Universal City, then Rice again in uh, Alto. So it gives, uh, it's a very good uh, tool. So, for, so you're um, saying they're keeping, they're keeping tabs on where war criminals speak? Exactly. So you exactly. could go and like protest them, basically, is, is the idea? Well, you could go there. Uh, I'm a member of We Are Change. I started uh, with them in New York, and now I uh, started one here in Greece, and it's a, it's a great resource. Oop, I think we might have... Uh, oh, go ahead. You said it was a great resource, and we seem to be having connections issues, so uh, go ahead and give it one more shot there. Great resource what? I think we lost him. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the website there, warcriminalswatch.org, sounds interesting. Keep an eye on uh, the bad guys and let people know where they're going to be speaking so you can go and give them a piece of your mind. That's not a bad idea. Maybe sneak into the audience, uh, infiltrate your way in, and raise your hand, ask a question uh, toward the end of the speech that might be a little uncomfortable for them. That's good stuff. I think it's always good to ask uh, uncomfortable questions to politicians. Mm-hmm. I like it, to watch them squirm. Oh, they will. Interrupting their ev- events, uh, I'm, not as, I'm not as keen on. Why not? They're scumbags. Uh, well, I just, it, it's rude, and it's going to be viewed that way by They shouldn't people. hurt people. I agree. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. So, Wayne, why is it that the city won't cover the cost of this police officer? Normally, uh, they're pretty good at 
you know, kind of picking up the pieces for these out-of-control cops. What's going on? Which city? Where's this coming from? Well, this is out of the Eagle Tribune, which appears to be out of Massachusetts. And uh, the story is city pulls plug on police legal bills. And this is Lawrence Mass. Uh, Mayor William uh, Lantigua says he will no longer pay legal bills for police officers being sued, including the bills for those officers involved in nine brutality cases pending in U.S. District Court. The mayor says that over the past three years, the city has spent $1.2 million to defend officers in civil cases. Instead, the mayor says he will hold uh, to the police union's contract, which says the city only has to pay $5,000 retainer for a patrolman and $7,500 for a superior officer. Uh, Latigua says officers have two options when they are being sued, to use one of the three city attorneys or to have their unions pay for the defense. From day one, quote, this should never have been allowed. We, c- we cannot continue to do business as usual. So, so what, what they're saying is I guess they're having a lot of problems in this, in this city with police brutality to a point where it's probably costing the city a lot of money. They can't afford it. So they're saying, mm-hmm. hey, guys, you know, you're going to pay for you're your on the own hook. from now. You're on the hook for this. Yeah, that's, it's, it's tremendous. And it, it only, you know, if, if the, the municipality is saying that they're not going to cover these cops, just imagine how brutal this police force is. It's incredible. I, I'm shocked to hear this news, and I think it's great news. It reminds me of what Barry Cooper uh, from Never Get Busted was saying when he was speaking at the Liberty Forum here in New Hampshire a few years ago about his tactic, his suggested tactic, of going after the insurance policies of these police departments, hitting them financially uh, to where if they lose their insurance policy, then they are in, you know, they're up S Creek uh, without a paddle, basically, because then they become fully liable on their own for any kind of damages that have to be paid out. As I understand it, I could be incorrect on on how this process works, but the insurance is there in case something goes wrong, right? So that the insurance will will pick up and cover whatever costs are incurred by some sort of legal wranglings. And if the insurance companies drop their policy, then that means the police departments will be fully you know, on their own liable for whatever trouble they get into. And this is kind of a similar situation where the, the city is backing away saying, we don't want to, we've got to, hey, we don't have a whole lot of money and you guys are costing us money, so you're on your own at this point. And I hope that we start to see more of this happen. And I think that if activists... You know, if we start seeing activists here in New Hampshire and maybe around the country as well, but certainly here because we've got a good concentration, we're starting to see more activist-friendly lawyer types show up. And maybe one of these lawyer guys is going to be willing to take a case on spec because part of the reason, as we were explaining earlier, that a lot of cases don't happen is uh, a lot of cases against the state that is like a counter-civil suit after an activist has been arrested wrongly, has been abused, uh, kept against his will, that kind of thing. A lot of the reason why that doesn't happen is because people don't know what the heck they're doing, and they certainly can't afford a lawyer. Most people can't afford to hire an attorney. So you'd have to find an attorney who's willing to take the case on spec in hopes that he would get part of the payout at the end. That would be the ideal situation. That way the attorney can handle all the paperwork and all the attorney crap that none of us laymen you know, really have a, a true grasp on. And the attorney will get you know, 50% or whatever it is the amount of the, the settlement is, whatever their percentage is, to kind of give them the incentive to go out and do it. Maybe we'll start to see that happen. And if these cities start getting spankings uh, in their own courts – which I think is is obviously optimistic. It's their court system, and they're the city, so you never know what will happen, though. There have been some successes in courts, and if we start to see more of them costing these police departments and cities money, then it won't be long before you'll start to see similar things like what you're talking about here happen. That's right. What Barry Cooper was saying seems to be consistent with this town. Now, this town is a town of about 70,000 people, so to have that many brutality uh, cases against it, that's not a very big city. I Police mean, are out Keene? of control everywhere, though. I mean, what's, whether, what's the population of Keene? Twenty-five thousand. Right okay, so it's about you know 
three times the size of Keene, but still, that's a lot. Nine cases of, of brutality. No doubt about it. Uh, let's go to your thoughts, your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Barry is listening in Grand Rapids, Minnesota to WNMT. Hey, Barry. Hey. Hey, it is so great that I am hearing you guys in my hometown here on uh, AM650, KOZY, I think it is. Uh, and, negative, that's uh, WNMT650. Great station, though. Okay, well, we're getting their feet, but we only got the two radio stations in town. So, But I can't believe that we're getting you guys, because you guys are awesome. I used to download you all the time off the Internet, and I never thought I'd be hearing you. I just wanted to say, say good job. Well, well thank <laughs> you for that, Barry. Guys. I appreciate that. And what I would suggest that you do and anybody else that's listening to us on their local uh, talk radio station is take a moment. Jot down the frequency. If you don't know the call letters, figure them out. You can go to radio-locator.com or you can just go to affiliates.freetalklive.com and take a look at our affiliates list there. In your case, it's News Talk AM 650 WNMT. Take a moment, find the contact information for the your local talk station, and call up and uh, talk to the program director and tell him thanks. Uh, in your case, it's Craig Holgate. and he. That's great. Can I, can I say something else? Sure. Um, you guys talk about a lot of real issues. You don't seem really afraid of any any issue certainly not uh, which is very rare uh nowadays that's why we have open phones because you know you can bring up anything and we you know we can handle it well can i give you a big one a hard one sure and you know if we don't know we'll say we don't know on the show as well Well, so go for it you know if most shows will hang up on me if i say it you know uh you guys have a stance on the, the the truther movement yes absolutely we do and uh, it has been explicated many times in the past, but we're always happy to uh, to, to do it. Mark, what yeah, you, and I, uh, I just never heard that. I never heard this one. Sure, um, you know the, what you're speaking of the truther movement generally is uh, you know what people think about what happened on 9/11 as to whether it was an inside job by government agents or, or whatever. And our our stance is basically that uh, if the government says something, we immediately assume they're lying. And that, um, you know, that, that many of the stories that we've heard seem fantastic, uh, the ideas of holograms and things like that. I just, I couldn't say. Uh, we we think that basically, um, you know, the, the issue doesn't really matter much anymore. It's almost a decade old uh, that the, you know, that the JFK was assassinated. Uh, there's been some stories that have come to light about that. Hasn't really changed anybody's mind about the government and that the... Uh, 9-11 is largely irrelevant these days. We'll come back and let you respond if you want to hear Barry. Hang on. More in a moment with Barry. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. And bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And speaking of SACL, Mark, what is SACL? SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. All right. Uh, we've got Barry on the line listening uh, to, to uh, WNMT in northern Minnesota. Barry, are you still with us? 
Absolutely. Now, you're somebody who uh, encountered the show in the past online. You discovered us, uh, I guess, by accident tonight on uh, the air in your area, and you're very pleased to hear that. You called in to ask us a question that you said would likely get you hung up on by any other talk show, and I, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, you asked about the, the so-called truther movement, and you asked for our thoughts. Now, you got Mark's response, but I want to kind of go around the panel here and, uh, and get, give you some other uh, responses, and then allow you to, to, uh, to talk back on this one. Would that be all right? Great. Yep. All right. Wayne, go ahead with your thoughts on the truther movement. Well, first of all, the word truther in itself is kind of a smear, as if there's something wrong with the truth. So that makes me a little suspicious. Well, they call themselves that. Well, well they the do, truth well, they, the truth, but then, uh, but then their opponents call them truthers, as if it's a smear, just like you've got the birthers and all those people. So it's actually used as a there smear. Yep. And, and so I find that a little bit interesting and suspicious. I, I, and like Mark, I feel um, suspicious and doubtful of any, any official story the government puts out. But I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't have enough information. I wasn't a witness. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've seen some interesting evidence. But again, what are you going to do about it? Even if it is true, it's it's counterproductive to, to uh, focus all your time and energy on bringing somebody to justice that's never going to be brought to justice. Better to work on the things you can change, which is in your own communities, in, in promoting freedom. Yeah, that's true, Wayne. A lot of the people in the truth movement, uh, so-called, have been, you know, sh- rattling the the saber to, you know, bring George Bush to justice. What do you expect the, the this uh, government that you already don't trust and you don't believe is uh, is in any way honoring the Constitution, etc., to actually bring any of these people to justice? I mean, it's it's pretty much a fantasy. How is the government going to bring itself to justice? I mean, uh, there's a, can I say something? Sure, guys? sure. There's a missing element here. I mean, look, uh, you there's a, there is a possibility that people like a you know. I mean, I'm not. I have not, have not said what side of this I'm on, but no, no, there's, you a possibi- there's a possibility like a George Bush or a Dick Cheney that they could be arrested and tried in an international sense. There's a very real chance of that. We saw when George Bush was going to go to Switzerland, um, there's a lot of reports that the reason he didn't go was because uh, Justice Departments in Switzerland and Spain had been given affidavits and were prepared to serve papers, were prepared to arrest these people, and they canceled that trip. Now, I don't know if that story is true, but I've heard it too. I think... I wouldn't underestimate the possibility, and one thing I would say about it is, I'm actually getting ready to go on my own talk show here in a minute, so i got to go. But one thing I would say is the truth is always relevant. It is always relevant. And no, you shouldn't spend all your time on one thing, but that's a pretty big thing. Well, and it also and, presumes that the, the truthers, so-called, actually have the truth. I mean, uh, maybe they aren't the, what yeah, they have isn't the a, truth either. Yeah, they don't have a monopoly on the truth. Why, would, why should they have that? But... But I like I like your guys' responses. You guys are brilliant as always. What's and, your show? Give it give a show plug. Uh, I do the Barry Paul show. It's on BarryPaul.net, and I do Blog Talk Radio, ten o'clock Central Time tonight. The Barry Paul show on BlogTalkRadio.com. You got to get off that Blog Talk Radio. It sounds like absolute garbage. I mean, just just I know, I do because you got to call in. Technical but that's something aspect. I do to promote. I do a big show on Sunday on BarryPaul.net. That's the one. That's the, that's the one that's for real, and. uh I do this just to promote that. But, hey, good luck with your program, I, man, and thanks for listening. Yeah, Appreciate the call. Through. Thanks for uh, for calling in tonight at 800-259-9231.
you know, I'm always looking for new content for the uh, the Liberty Radio Network, so maybe I'll go check him out and see see if it'll fit. Although I don't want the conspiracy shows. I don't know if he's got a conspiracy show. I'm not going to jump to that conclusion. Uh, but to answer it his, is the question he called in with, right? Though, so so to answer his question uh, from my perspective, I think you know you guys are all spot on. I think another uh, important point to really focus on is that I believe that the conspiracy movement or the truth movement or whatever you want to call it is dangerous. I believe it's dangerous from the aspect that there's a certain rabbit hole aspect or mentality, I guess, uh, factor here, where if you start in at this one point of, well, I'm questioning the official story of, and I question the official story of 9-11, I just don't really care to go any further than that. Because as you pointed out, Mark, it's not really relevant to what we're attempting to do here, which is talk about the ideas of liberty, spread the ideas of freedom, encourage people to take action and actually act like freer people and non-cooperate and things like that and and get active, move to New Hampshire, part of the Free State Project. The truth about 9-11 is completely irrelevant to achieving those goals. But beyond that, it's a dangerous a dangerous movement because it's full of people pushing conspiracy, different conspiracy theories. So you start at one conspiracy theory and then you end up down the line, you know, into right. 15 different they conspiracy theories. They don't theories. stop. Um, th- that's, and that's the thing that bothers me the very most about the conspiracy theory mindset. And I, I'm not saying that everybody who, who has questions about 9-11 has, has this mindset. But there are people in the movement that do. That essentially nothing has happened in the last 60 years that wasn't part of the Bilderberger, uh, you know, conspiracy. I, I didn't read the article. I didn't bother to do it. But I saw uh, some article on facebook that uh, you know some of my friends that are um, you know facebook friends that are into this stuff were, were posting on there that said something to the effect of uh you know alex jones was saying that uh, and i don't know this i didn't listen i didn't read it i didn't do anything just read the headline that basically alex jones was saying that uh, all these uh, arab uprisings are in fact the global elites uh plan I mean, it's all a plot. It's all a plot. Yeah. And, you know, and I just, I, I just cannot believe that everything from Hurricane Katrina to these uprisings to the, you know, nine yeah. eleven to the the lone gunman and but uh, that's where Tempe, it goes. Whatever, because Tucson. on these conspiracy shows, they have these conspiracy guests, the people that back up their viewpoint on the air, and then you go and you you learn more about them, and they take you down the rabbit hole even further into more radical conspiracy theories. Yeah, it, it goes on. It, it gets even worse. I mean, there's lizard people conspiracy right. theories, and ultimately. And at some point, somebody's going to stop and say, oh, I can't go any further. But some people will yep. just keep going. And so it's de- it's detrimental from that perspective because it just focuses these people who are into this exclusively on uncovering the truth, whatever mm-hmm. that is. The truth about everything. We've got to know, you know, who's behind X, Y, and Z. And it just – it's a time sink. People spend, as I mentioned earlier, this all-caps conspiracy thing that we talked about earlier in the show – with the the citizenship and all that, I've spent time looking into it. I mean, I have been sucked in by some of these things in the past, and I found out, you know, after trying to apply the ideas, that is a bunch of bunk. But uh, it's it's a very sexy thing, you know, the idea of being able to find out what the truth really is and yeah. to know to know what many many people do not know to remove the wool from one's eyes about all of the you know the uh, the, the intricacies and the intrigue in the world. To take the red pill. 
Well, there's a way to take the the red pill without having to go down the rabbit hole. You can take the red pill of understanding what the ideas of liberty are about. You can take the red pill by understanding that government is a violent monopoly. And it doesn't matter who killed JFK. JFK was a bad guy in the first place. You know, I'm not saying saying it was okay that that he was killed, but he's a president and all the presidents are basically the head thug of a violent organization. There were definitely a pile of dead bodies around the Kennedys, even around that time. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. And beyond that, the viewpoint of the conspiracy world is essentially that everything is being controlled by a, you know this dark, cloaked group of men and women calling themselves the Bilderbergers or the Bankers or, you know, you fill in the blank. And it creates this very defeatist mentality, the mentality that no matter what you do, the elites will always be in control. And so you might as well just live in your mom's basement. It's free talk. <laughs> Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Listening options are there for you around the clock, 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing on our streams. And if you can't get the streams, there are other ways to listen in. We've got 93 radio stations from coast to coast that carry the program. And there also is our uh, satellite channel, free to air, meaning you don't have to pay a subscription fee. Uh, Plus, we've got our webcam. And in addition to that, listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to our streams that way. So plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live in your ears at listen.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism and in public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up to receive updates and reminders at libertarianinternships.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number you can take control of the airwaves here. Uh, And, Mark, you wanted to tell us about a story from school where one teacher decided to use a pretty outrageous form of punishment. Yeah, this is, you know, I could could totally see something like this happening when I went to school or when Wayne went to school. Really? But this is just not appropriate these days, so let me read it to you. Um, this is in Mara County, New Mexico from krqe.com. A mother claims boys in her son's kindergarten class beat him up and that the teacher told them to do it. Oh, boy. Rolinda Dunmire rushed to pick up her son Amos from his class on Friday, the 18th of February. After his teacher called and said the boy was acting up, when she got to school, her son was crying. The teacher approached me and said that my son had hit another kid, and to punish him, she had had all the boys in the class beat him up. Wow. Dunmar claims the teacher had eight other boys line up and start swinging. Uh, Mora Independent Schools Superintendent Thomas Garcia said the district was aware that something had happened and is doing a full investigation, but the teacher remains in the classroom. Garcia said that uh, there is no claim the teacher actually made physical contact with the boy. There is no reason to pull her out. 
Garcia said that uh, they are now working to interview everyone involved. We will talk to students who were involved and see if they were if they were given any specific instructions or any specific direction. And if that is the case, then we will deal with it appropriately. If the school district does determine that the fight was ordered by the teacher, Garcia said that it will be handled as a personnel issue and could not discuss the punishment. Dunmere <laughs> said that she wants something done now. I am not justifying that my son should Good have luck. hit the kid. He's punished for his. Um, he was punished for his actions. And that. But that's not right. Um, not. But the point being, bottom line, that the teacher did what the, she did was unacceptable, and she has no right to punish any child in that way. Now, what was your comment, Mark? You said this would have been appropriate before. I, I would think, say this is outrageous, no matter when it would happen. Well, this is sick. I, the, the quantity of kids um, that were doing the the hitting here, I think, is is you know surprising but i can totally see a teacher back when i was in school saying uh, well you hit him now he's going to hit you back hmm not a whole crowd of them but maybe one kid yeah yep. i could see that now go but, ahead and punch him wayne i don't support back in it the at old all. days when i went to school i don't th- i don't think that they would have even done that then maybe unless it's a really off the wall teacher but i don't think the teachers would have been as readily disciplined then as they are now i think teachers had more latitude for discipline back then Maybe it's because you went to school up north and I went to school down in the south. I couldn't. I couldn't say, but I could totally see. And this is a young kid. Um, this is you know a child, uh, probably in uh, kindergarten or first grade or something like that. They didn't give the age uh, age of the children here, but this is not a teenager. So you know, I, what I think that I think this is just a really really sad way of solving the problem. Yeah, it's wrong. It teaches kids that violence solves problems. Yeah, admittedly, I can see that they're saying, "Well, look, you don't like you wouldn't like it if it happened to you." Here's what it's like i mean i can see why they're doing it yeah but it's you know it just says that it's right if authority says if authority says to beat somebody up beat them up mm-hmm. if there's enough of yeah. you and only one of them that it's okay yeah. um you know like it just says all kinds of bad things about violence it's a it's a poor way to solve problems in right. most circumstances it absolutely is i fully oppose this and i think that not only does it do all the things you mentioned but it also you know teaches kids that violence solves problems but beyond that it teaches them early on instead of it teaches them that instead of something more constructive something more restorative like restitution uh, they could mm. be enacting some form of restitution at an early age. There could very well be restitution being provided in these little teen, you know, teeny bopper battles that happen in elementary school. Or this was it teeny boppers? Yeah. Was it, how old are these kids? Like eight or nine or something. How, how old do you have to be to be a teeny bopper? Teen. A teen. Okay. I don't but know. you're right, Ian. The, the restitution model would be a much more uh, effective role playing type learning experience. Exactly right. And it would actually make somebody as whole as possible instead of, you know, uh, eye for an eye making the whole world blind, essentially, instead of continuing the cycle of violence. The best thing to do, I think, with a child that's in this, uh, you know, that's acting on this way is to separate them from the group. Your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. Hey, since we're talking about school, maybe you've, maybe you've got a school-related story or maybe you've been in a similar uh, situation. But here's a uh, another school-related story. This one from the Orange County Register, Anaheim, California. Reporting, frustrated by students habitually skipping class, police and school officials in Anaheim are turning to GPS tracking to ensure they come to class. Or maybe that first paragraph should read, frustrated by prisoners habitually escaping from prison, (laughs) the uh, police and wardens uh, of the schools in the district are turning to GPS tracking to ensure the prisoners report as they are expected. Because that's really, I mean, the, the... the similarities between government school and government prisons are striking. 
and they become even more striking as time goes on and we see the government schools emulating things that prisons and uh, you know the court system does we're spying often. on people there was a story a few months ago how they'd given all the students laptops and this teacher had installed software on all of them where they could see them with the camera on their laptop in their homes i think that was the school not just the teacher like every laptop in the whole school that was given out to the kids was that was that way was set up to uh, to be uh, so yeah, was, spied on it was wider yeah. than just if that the teacher one teacher did it then it would be uh, they'd be molesting the kids or whatever but in the, this case it was the school that was spying on them apparently and they exonerated themselves from yeah the, the, one in one case i guess they blew their cover when they thought a, a kid that was eating good and plenties was uh taking drugs can you imagine somebody <laughs> taking drugs i didn't hear that part that, 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 yeah that they were that big and taking them repeatedly nom, like a, nom, <laughs> nom. <laughs> i mean it just goes to show how out of touch these people are <laughs> seventh and eighth sitting graders. at the computer taking you know giant capsules over and over and then again. and then they told them how they found out yeah wow. the anaheim school district high school union high school district is the first this is new the first in california to test gps global positioning system technology as part of a six-week pilot program that began last week seventh and eighth graders with four unexcused absences or more this school year are assigned to carry a handheld gps device about the size of a cell phone each morning on school days, they get an automated phone call reminding them that they need to get to school on time. Then five times a day, they're required to enter a code that tracks their locations as they leave for school, when they arrive at school, at lunchtime, and when they leave the school and at 8 p.m. You know, at once again, I don't have a problem with a school doing these kinds of things. What I have a problem with is me being forced to pay for it. Uh, if a school has a situation where they say, well, look, Parent, we're going to kick your student out of our school if they don't, you know, take it, carry this GPS thing with them and report in five times a day through their little our little computer tracking system. I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have with that is that it's attached to the government and that I have to pay for it. Would you send your kid to a school that did that? Absolutely not. Okay. The students are also assigned to an adult coach also known as a probation officer. <laughs> uh, though they won't call them that. They're a coach. They're a coach. Who calls them at least three times a week to see how they're doing and help them find effective ways to make sure they get to class on time. 1-800-259-9231. Before you know it, the coach will be showing at their home and making sure that uh, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and they've got the appropriate food in the cabinet. 1-800-259-9231. And of course, no drugs. You can bring up anything. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about this GPS story here in a moment. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and there's just enough time for your thoughts regarding whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. We invite you to our website. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can promote us by... Helping us get on more radio stations. You can spread the word if we're on a local radio station. There are flyers and web banners and all kinds of things to help you do those things over at promote.freetalklive.com. That is promote.freetalklive.com. Talking about some of the issues that uh, students are facing these days in the government indoctrination camps, also known as uh, day prisons for your youngsters out there. Or maybe you are one of the people that is uh, part of this system. Unfortunately, you've been forced into it against your will. 
Well, in one school district in Anaheim, California, the Union High School District is the first to test a new GPS tracking technology for students that have four unexcused absences or more in one school year. They are being assigned to carry a GPS device about the size four of... Four unexcused, uh, un- unexcused absences in a year? That's correct. Wow. You'll be given a GPS... It used, it used to be, I think it was... You couldn't have um, nine unexcused absences in a semester. Was um, was yeah? What was the problem when I went to school? Yeah, me too. So what's happening now? They are being told they need to punch in a code that tracks their locations when they leave for school, when they arrive at school, at lunchtime, when they leave school, and at eight p.m. So five times a day. They're also given a, a probation officer that they're nicely calling an adult coach who calls on them at least three times a week to see how they're doing. Students and their parents volunteer for the monitoring as a way to avoid continuation uh, school or pr- avoid. Con- this is how it's written as a way to avoid continuation school. It I don't might know what be that called is. continuation school. Is that like the, the bad Ad- kids? Adult school, continue, uh, continuing ed. Detention, or- it's called. Or prosecution with a potential stay in juvenile hall. So they're threatening them with possibly supposedly things that are worse. And they're saying, well, here's one of the ways you can avoid this. You can take this tracking device. The idea, says Miller Sylvan, the regional director for the AIM Truancy Solutions, which presumably is the uh, company that's doing this. I'm not quite clear on that. The idea, he says, is for this not to feel like a punishment, but an intervention to help them develop better habits and get to school. The GPS devices cost three to $400 each. Overall, the six-week program costs about $8 per day per student, or approximately $18,000. The program is paid for, that's not made clear if that's 18000 per day or total over the six-week program. The program is paid for a state grant. It's paid for by a state grant. Students who routinely skip school are prime candidates to join gangs, say police, because schools lose about $35 a day for each absent student. The program can pay for itself and more if students return to class consistently. Now, why would they be losing $35 a day for each absent student? Some sort of state thing, right? Yeah, I'm like, sure. Where if your attendance records are you know down this much, then we are going to dock your school's budget, essentially. So that's why they're so interested in having your kids there. They're not interested necessarily from the education aspect. It's it's you know about the tax dollars. Sure it is. It's been well received in places like San Antonio and Baltimore, where the GPS technology has been implemented. Average attendance among the chronically truant jumped from seventy seven percent up to ninety five percent during the six week program. That attendance rate dips slightly once students no longer carry the tracking device, but many learn new habits that help them, and the probation officers continue taking, uh, talking to them for a full year. Local school administrators say they are thrilled by the concept. One of the principals at a local high school said this is their last chance at an intervention. Anything that can help these kids get to class is a good thing. Well, actually, the best thing that can happen for these kids is to get them the heck out of these government schools where clearly many of them are not being challenged. It's one of the main reasons why kids leave class is because their board is, is, you know, sin, essentially, in these awful government school classes where they're not being uh, challenged to to the extent of their abilities. And uh, the government school classes always have to teach to the lowest common uh, denominator because everybody is forced into the same system, basically, based on their age, not necessarily based on their uh, acuity or their, their knowledge or you know, their level of advancement they're just oh you're you're seven so you obviously are in second grade yep uh 
And then, and, then the class is uh, drawn down to the level that the uh, you know the lowest one third can understand, and therefore your kid right. who's sitting in the top two thirds of of it, you know, he's drawn down. He feels left and, out. And then and then his education level, you know, just it's stifled. And so then you go on to the the next grade where it's brought down to the uh, the the bottom third again, and they just it it's it's like a it's like a toilet just spiraling downwards. As to who can be educated the least? It's amazing that they learn anything at all. It is. It and really the is. curriculum essentially planned. It comes from the Federal Department of Education, and it's just rammed down the throats of, of all the states and, and municipalities. And so it's a one-size-fits-all bureaucrat-type um, uh, education system that doesn't really address all the different needs and all the different ways of learning and all the different types of intelligence. Luckily, not all parents who are supportive. Rafael Garcia, sixth, who has a sixth grader that has six unexcused absences, said this about his uh, son or daughter. He says, I feel like they come at us too hard, and making kids carry around something that tracks them seems extreme. And I would happen to agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact... It makes you wonder, where is this going to go from here? Because you always have to look at a government program and ask this question. Not only is government or government programs always end up more expensive than they are proposed, but also they end up larger than they were originally proposed. They end up getting into areas in which you might not have originally expected. So it's, it's important to kind of brainstorm where things could go from here. You know, I mentioned the idea that the probation officers or adult coaches in this case might end up showing up at, uh, you know, the kids' houses uh, on a random basis, you know, to turn, turn it into a whole wellness program for the kids, make sure they've got the right uh, breakfast cereals in the, in the pantry. But what, let's look at just the GPS aspect of this. Right now, they're telling you if you've got more than four unexcused absences that you'll be asked to carry around this GPS tracking device or else they'll you know, possibly take it to juvie court. That's what they said. So what, uh, what comes next? Well, why not go ahead and just outfit everybody with them? Well, I mean, or at the very least, how about just outfit the bad kids with them? I mean, we're already going after, in this case, they are already going after the kids with the four unexcused absences. But how about anybody that gets two referrals during the year? Or, like in the case of Texas, two uh, misdemeanor crimes. They're not handing out referrals anymore. But, you know, just disciplinary issues. Well, The bad kids, don't you want to know where they are at all times? I mean, it would make sense to put them on the GPS program. And instead of having to punch in a code uh, five times a day, let's let's upgrade the technology. Instead of 300 to $400 per device, let's spend $1,000 per device and, and get one that will last through the whole school day. That way they'll know exactly where the kids are at any given time. Uh, at any time they want to, they can pull up that information. How about that? How about just expanding the the trackability of this program? And you know why not? Why just uh, check in at eight o'clock at night? I mean that seems pretty crazy to me. What do they need to know where your kid is at eight o'clock at night? I mean already that's that's pretty outrageous. How about making it so they check in on the weekends as well? I mean just to check in, make sure they're not causing any trouble. I imagine they have to check in seven days a week. They don't just five days a week. Yeah, not eight o'clock. Right before they go to bed, they should be checking in so they know what time they're going to bed. That way, the parents could possibly be brought up on charges if they're letting their kids stay up too late. See, you're thinking, Wayne. That's exactly what Think we're looking for. Think like a for. tyrant. Exactly. Exactly. So what else would they do? Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 800-259-9231. Well, how about all the kids? I mean, you never know when the good kids are going to get caught up in the bad uh, kids' circles. So if you put uh, tracking devices on all of the kids, then you can monitor to make sure the good kids aren't going and hanging out with the bad kids after school, because that could lead to some really uh, tragic circumstances. You could get pregnant or something like that, or uh, you know, have uh, drugs, uh, be taking drugs. You don't want to have the good kids getting in trouble, so that's why they should carry the GPS devices, 
those good kids aren't really good kids. They're just really smart and pretending to be good kids. That's why you need to know where they are at yeah. all times in case they're putting on a, a show for the adults. They're trying just very to get, sly, right? Trying to because they're they're very smart and uh, you know they're advanced, and so you know they they might pull the wool over the uh, the teacher's eyes. But if we've got GPS, then we'll know everything about them. That's what they want to know. They want to know where your kid is at all times. I mean, they're they're proving it here. Well, they know where you are at all times because if you have a Facebook account or you're checking in, uh, even even when you check your email, I mean, there's this ways of tracking adults as well. Garcia, the the parent that disagreed, said this makes us seem like common criminals, and he is so right because this is how they treat criminals, and yeah. and that's kind of what the school system is. It's like training for the real world where you will be put in a cage and you you know they, hmm. they'll take detention to a a new level. Essentially, but they are criminals. I mean, the 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 system has decided if your kid isn't going to school in some cases up to eighteen years old every day. That they're criminals. But, you know, if you look at the schools, the buildings, in the old days, the schools were kind of airy. They had a lot of windows and brick, and they were kind of wide open. And now they have these little tiny windows. And they, look, they look like prisons. Oh, in fact, a police investigator, Armando Pardo, reminded parents that letting kids skip school without a valid reason is, in fact, a crime. If the district attorney chooses to prosecute, truant students could be sentenced to juvenile hall, and parents could face up to a $2,000 fine. Now, what happens if mommy and daddy don't pay the $2,000 fine? <laughs> they go to jail. That's right. And then what happens to the son or daughter if mommy and daddy go to jail? They get taken away foster to care. foster care and yeah. sodomized. So there you have it. That's what's going on now out in uh, the Anaheim School District in California. And as they mentioned here, it's happened in Baltimore. It's happened in San Antonio. It's GPS technology may be coming to a schoolroom and a school district near you. So you need to ask yourself if your kids are still in government school. Why? Strap the GPS unit to your dog. What can you do about that? But the dog can't enter the code, see? Uh, So we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.